This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts Starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. I've got Eric with me this morning. Eric, how you doing, man? Hey, Todd, I'm doing fantastic. And today we are going on another ride, another voyage. It's not the maiden voyage, but we did that last month, several weeks ago, however you calculate time. But we have another wonderful edition of the Hersey Hobby Wagon. And today Mm. we we have a doozy. We have a doozy. Now, for those that might have missed the first episode, uh, let me paint this picture for you. In our pastime, Todd and I both, our, uh, our family had a station wagon. And this station wagon we thought was gone and lost forever. But just a hunch. I had just a hunch and wanted to go down memory lane. Almost literally, I drove down our old street. And our old house was burnt, but there is a there was a garage. And that garage was left standing. And it was dusty and covered with moss and and all types of dirt. And But there was a window. And as I brushed off some of that dirt and looked in because I was curious. I noticed the prized possession, the 1990s station wagon owned by the Hersey family. And of course, I did a little breaking and entering as one does in a fictional story uh, and opened up. The the keys were actually in the station wagon. And of course, I started that bad boy up and I said, I'm bringing that, this sucker home. It's going to be preserved where it should be. And of course, I noticed in the back a heaping pile of goodness it, it shined it, it was you know there was a an aura of like from the sun a glow throughout the car and and of course i started picking up the items and noticed oh my goodness this is the relics of our childhood past and of course we talked about uh the wonderful star wars role-playing game that todd acquired or basically changed his life that was our episode one and now we're gonna you know i stumbled back and blindly chose something and we'll we'll discuss the wonderful Nintendo Entertainment System, known as nice. the NES. So join us today as we go in the hobby wagon and we talk about the probably one of the most pivotal, momentous uh, video games, at least in our family. Oh, yes. The NES was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Took us a while to get one, but that's fun where I want to talk once to we you. got to it. Because <laughs> so I recall having an NES probably. I would say at least third grade, which would have been 1993, or at least, I, I mean, that's probably my earliest memory. Right. But you probably have, you know, at that point in time, 93, you were either a senior or were you a junior uh, that, yeah. in high school? I, I graduated in 93. So, yeah, that was senior year. And we got, we got it, we got it, I feel like we got it a little earlier than that, but... I mean, when did do you happen to know offhand when Nintendo like became a thing originally? Right. Like, I, I feel so, like it was in late '80s, early '90s. Like '93 was late. Yeah, for, so, for the Nintendo. So what I'm looking at here is the wonderful Wikipedia for Nintendo. And now, granted, they go through way more details than necessary. But what I can tell <laughs> is the original one, which is called like Famicom. Oh yeah, the Famicom. Japan. Right. Yeah, that was 1983. And then um, NA, which I, ma- I imagine is North America. This is abbreviated. Right. Is 1985. 
So I would assume that the actual Nintendo came out in 1985. Yeah, um, yeah. Mid to late and, 80s sounded about right to me. Yeah. And by not so nearly, it was what, eight years or so before we actually, if that was indeed when we got it, 93. That's I feel a, like I feel like it might have been like 92, 91 been. maybe. But yeah, we we didn't we didn't rope drop it or or go and uh, and, and stand in line at the local Kmart right. to get it when it first released. Let's put it that right. way. Right. And I almost wonder if we got our second hand. No, I, no, I don't think so. No? It was in. It was in. I mean, I remember. I don't remember the date, but I do remember we us getting it, and it was in the box and everything. In the box and everything. Okay. Yeah, everything. Okay. We did not get it secondhand. I wouldn't go as far. I believe our Coleco or Atari were probably secondhand. Oh, uh, at yeah. least the version that yeah. I played. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. no, we we were we were we got a fresh new Nintendo. You know, I was young enough. I guess I didn't even realize that there was such a thing. I don't remember playing it at any other friend's house or anything. So when did you come across the Nintendo? I'm sure you you played it somewhere before. Oh yeah. Well, and that's and that's why I know that they existed for you know good good long. I mean, I've always enjoyed video games. Like I remember when we had it wasn't actually Pong; it was the Radio Shack sort of knockoff equivalent of Pong. Okay. I don't know if you even remember that, but that no, you know. No. Um, <laughs> I I remember playing that from like when I was like six years old. And then our our uncle Donald had an Intellivision that was super sweet. I remember playing then, that. Some of the hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Burger Time. Yeah. Good good stuff. Uh, And then everybody and their sister had an Atari 2600 back in the the early 80s. We had a ColecoVision at one point. Like, I've always always liked video games. And, you know, there was a point where, ah, see, I would have been like the seventh grade. Because we were living in, we were living in Ferry. And I was old enough to where I could go run the streets of Ferry, you know, with my friends without, you know, needing a parent around. And we would go to, I want to say it was the VFW, had oh. a bowling alley, and I had a little room that we called the arcade, even though it only had, like, I think two stand-up console video games. It had Shinobi and Xenophobe, and me, oh. and my, me and my buddies would go there and dump quarters like crazy. And then the Nintendo became a thing, and I was obsessed with, oh my goodness, I, I must get a Nintendo. These are, this, is, this is so great. Because, I mean, when you consider things like the Atari... Nintendo's graphics and play like it was like worlds oh. above and beyond. Like it was absolutely world changing. So like, oh, I must have this. There's all these cool games, whatever. But like, a Nintendo back in the day cost like a hundred bucks. Which when you're eighth grade, no money, no nothing. Like yeah, you're not. How do you do that? You're not. That's never happening. So you just kind of pine for it. But you know, I had some friends who had them, and we'd go over and play. Uh, I remember <laughs> one of mom's church friends. Her son had a Nintendo, and for some, like, and I didn't even really know her son or hang out with him or whatever, but mom went over to this lady's house to, like, have lunch or hang out or whatever, and she took me with, but the son wasn't there, but I was allowed to play the Nintendo, and that's where I fell in love with Castlevania 2, because I oh, just yeah. played the hell out of it. Just weird passing things of various people having them. I remember one time the neighbors had one. And I got Shanghai'd into babysitting for them, almost based solely on the fact that they had a Nintendo that I could sit there and play on. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. otherwise, well, I was not interested in participating in any kind of babysitting, you know, of any sort. But like, well, we got a Nintendo, you can play Tetris. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> like yep. it was, you know. Yep. 
No, so. I am uh, very much, very much the same. Uh, yeah, uh, Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest was oh, yes. uh, one that we had and played often. Uh, so we had some, we had some oddball games. I feel like oh. we obviously the first game that I remember was Duck Hunt and just regular Mario, of course. I uh, yeah. do recall Duck Hunt being um, pretty fun game for you know a youngin, uh, yeah. you know, with the laughing dog and so forth, and we had a couple others that were like, they almost felt like they were knockoff games. They were like kind of on the discount rack. They'd been sitting there for right. a long time and they obviously yeah, yeah. weren't that popular. <laughs> so like, you know, so ah, we'll sell these cheaper. And yeah. I don't recall the name, but there was one where we like float around in space and it was really difficult to play. And I'm like, yeah, you know, as an adult now I could say that's, I could hundred percent realize why we got that game. Are you talking about the one where you go looking for Easter Island heads? Maybe, <laughs> you know, I just remember you being like, it was very much, you were in a spaceship and it was hard to navigate. And I'm trying to find yeah. the name of it and I just can't find it anywhere because it's an obscure game. So yeah, I know, I know which one you're talking about and it was a weird oddball sort of a thing and you're in a ship and you have to like use your thrusters to go around Yep. and it was yep. tricky and you, you're going for random treasures or collect, like it was a yeah. collection game and i just distinctly remember there's a thing where you find easter island heads and just thinking that is the most obscure weird reference to have in this thing ever but no that was good stuff yeah do you remember the bible games oh yeah 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 uh, so much that actually over the years we actually found an emulator and i showed Lo or crystal at her house one time like he, like oh, play geez. these um we played it was it, I, the bible games weren't actually half bad Firstly, they were not your standard gray Nintendo like K like right. it was the obviously were different. Yeah. yeah, you could. And, and who the hell knows what they were called? But there was a Moses one. there was I mean, the Noah's Ark one was actually pretty fun where you had yeah. to go around and collect the um, the animals and, and, and so forth. There was Moses and then there was like uh, a hodgepodge. I think it was like the New Testament where like right. <laughs> it was like. You were trying to go to see the birth of Jesus, and it, they, they were fun games. I didn't mind them, to be quite honest. And of course, you know we had them all. I remember playing them a little bit, but of course that was that was we would have gotten those around the time that I was not so fond of the religious aspects and so forth. But I just remember those. I don't know anyone else that would have had those games or that those games existed. That if you didn't live in our house with our family, you like it just seemed an odd flex to have here <laughs> moses on nintendo <laughs> like okay yeah. yeah obviously so i'm guessing they made a crap ton of games over the years for the nintendo so we oh, and yeah. we had some you know obviously we had the marios of the world and i think i spent most of my time if i was going to play a mario it was mario 3 that was by far the the greatest one of all did you play mario 3 at all not really oh my goodness that's just <laughs> It's blasphemous, yeah, prob probably. Yeah, it, like it, like when when I put when I would play video games, it was normally either like role playing style games where like you make a character and go on a quest to, to do things, which I didn't play much at home because a I just didn't have that kind of free time to sit in front of the machine to do that at that age, and also I don't think mom or dad would have let us have those kind of games for the most part. Like there were D and D games, but they weren't coming into our house. You know what I mean? So sure. my alternative flipped almost to the opposite side 
to like your casual games like Tetris or Dr. Mario or Yoshi's yeah. Cookie. I'd play a lot of those. Yeah, those were pretty solid though. Like uh, Oh yeah. So oh yeah. We played the heck out of Dr. Mario. I believe that was um our sister Crystal's favorite. I oh, was yeah. a big Yoshi's Cookies fan. Yeah. Uh, I do recall that Tetris I think was a beloved favorite by should be everyone. I mean, to this yeah. day, you know, you can't hear the music without thinking of Tetris. Actually, I have a couple of the songs as ringtones. That's how nice. uh, fantastic Tetris is. And I'd probably play Tetris today if, if given the opportunity. Uh, that oh, yeah. was, I don't know if those did me any favors and, you know, in hand-eye coordination or being able to think quick or, you know, knowing different shapes. Now you, you see, if you see a Tetris shape, like that's what you think of. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just oh, so yeah. funny. And uh, the ingrained in my memory. So I, I do recall lots of man hours and time being played with, with Tetris. So that was that was a quality game. But so we got it in, see, yeah, late, late, you know, early 90s. You played just a bit. Honestly, we did exactly what we did exactly what you would think. And we used the heck out of that Nintendo to the point where, you know, what, the Super Nintendo, I believe, came out in like 93, maybe. So we're like a whole console behind. So you know, uh, yeah. people are getting yeah. people are getting the PS5s now, and it should be like, yeah, let's get the PS4. That's kind of how well, it's well, going. Well, and I think that's probably how we got the Nintendo. Like I said, I, I, I thought maybe we got it secondhand, which would make sense if someone got a Super Nintendo, then they don't need a regular Nintendo. But it would also make sense that, hey, the Super Nintendos are out in the stores. These Nintendos, you know, are now half price. And therefore came into our price range to get. But yeah, we, we were we were absolutely a whole console series behind. Yeah. And I think that's so, why we were able to get one was because we were behind by a level. Yeah. And I think by the time we got it, there were so many games that once we started collecting, we were able to. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't know. I never compared my you know game collection against anybody else. But we ended up getting a lot of games through oh, the yeah. years and some oddball ones here and. I think we'll take a break real quick. We'll come back. We'll talk about some more games because I did find a couple of the games here in the uh, the hobby wagon. Sweet. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy, be outspoken, but those are all the wrong answers. We want you to be like Justin Bedline. Be beige. Why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten? Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. Visit justinbenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline collection. Justinbenline.com. No personality, no problem. Be beige. All right, and we are back, and we were just talking about some games. So we've already talked. I'm just surprised by Super Mario 3 and your inability to play that, because that was the game. <laughs> that was the game that, like, you played the most, and you came up with the strategies. <clears throat> and for, for most people, that's games that they, they recall. And then Tetris, oh, yeah. obviously, is a game I think everyone played. And Super Mario, uh, or uh, Dr. Mario is a game I think that's pretty popular in, in, um, in Nintendo history. Uh, so. I remember, and this is a Martin's Ferry story, so for those that aren't aware, sorry. There was a game, <laughs> there was a store, and it wasn't an actual game store. It wasn't Sun Video. Sun Video is the popular, famous uh, video rental, video game rental store that was in downtown uh, right. Martin's Ferry. But there was a store that was like a ceramic store yep. or sold yep. bear, Boyd's Bears, and they actually had a collection of Nintendo games. 
oh, yeah. which you could rent. Yeah. And I recall it had to be you um, because I wouldn't have went with anybody else. You <laughs> and I went there, and it, I recall it was actually a winter day. Like it was either a school a snow day or something. Either way, we picked up a Star Wars game, the yep. original Star Wars game for the NES. And yeah. we rented it. But I do recall in time that we actually owned that. Now, yeah. Yeah. did you play the Nintendo when we owned that game? Or was that we bought it and I played it most? I feel I, I feel like I feel like I probably did. Yeah. And that I hadn't thought of that place in a, in a hot minute. That that was an interesting store that sure. lasted a good long time. I don't know that they're there anymore. But well, Boyd's Bear yeah. is if that's where it's at. It's either that or the vacuum cleaner store. There was like a vacuum one next door, and I don't remember which one. The vacuum cleaner, <laughs> the vacuum cleaner store was next door to the ceramic shop. Yeah, it was this. It was one of those places where like they have all the ceramics that you could go in and paint and fire, like you know, do your thing. But off on one wall, they had a wall full of Nintendo games that you yeah. you know you'd give them a dollar and you'd rent a game for a couple of days, and it was just a weird arrangement. But hey, it worked for them. And yeah, me, me, me and my buddies used to go up there all the time because it was, you know, you could kind of try before you buy sort of a thing. And that's what happened with the Star Wars. Like, well, let's see how it is when you go and you check it out. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. OK, this is worth buying. I'll go buy the thing for real now. Yeah, that game was pretty fun, too. It was super difficult. So one thing I don't if you're a younger listener, Nintendo games, you had to keep the game on like there was no save point. There was no checkpoint. Like if you, you had to try to beat the game in a sitting and that's how it yeah. worked you, for most games. You know, there, there were a there, couple yes. of oddballs. Like one of the things well, I liked about Castlevania was you could get a code uh-huh. that would basically put you back where you were. Like Legend of Zelda, I think had like, you know, some sort of battery and chip in the cartridge where you could save games. But most games it's like, yeah, you play as soon as power goes out, you're, you're restarting from, yep. from scratch. Yeah, exactly. There were a couple games that I believe on the back, if it had a gold sticker, at least that was the indicator that you could then save within the game. Uh, We'll talk about my favorite game that had that here in a bit. But for the most part, you would have these games and your goal would be like, all right, I'm going to try to beat this game in this sitting or, you know, and it wasn't like you had infinite lives for stuff either. You had to really strategize. And often you'd play those early those early boards. A million times it seemed like. Oh you know? yeah. So for Star Wars, you would you would go through and there was a series of elaborate, you know, you pretty much played out the plot of Star Wars. And this could right. be a little mini spoiling Star Wars the video game inside of this episode. <laughs> you know, you had to find Obi Wan Kenobi. You you basically had to get a lightsaber. You had to go uh, find Han and Chewbacca. You had to rescue the droids, and you would drive around in your. Uh, the land speeder. Yeah, you drive around to these different caves and stuff and slowly but surely you'd make it to the Death Star. But it was not easy to do because, geez, going through light speed and stuff, I remember being very difficult and avoiding uh, meteors and stuff. And the Death Star was just this elaborate maze. And you had to go through all these doors and stuff to try to find Princess Leia. And I never beat the game. I found Princess Leia like once or twice, I think, but I never <laughs> officially beat the game. Because it's a matter of like, yeah, you just put in two hours of time beating the easy boards you know how to beat. You you beat the couple sections that are difficult, and 
sorry, now it's time for dinner. Turn the game off. And right. Well, and I remember points where we'd be doing stuff like that, and it'd be like, okay, I've got it paused. No one touch the TV so that mm-hmm. you could, like, take a break. And Absolutely. With with two two adults and four kids and it being, you know, the, the Nintendo being set up on the TV in the middle room where it probably saw the most traffic. And, like, just the odds of that actually playing out for you were so slim to none. Like, yeah, it, it was very difficult to make that happen. I mean, there were occasions, and this would be also said with uh, Super Mario 3, where you would make it to the final boss. And I recall this actually in high school because we were still playing the, you know, NES because that's right. what you do. You just play the games that you like. And oh, yeah. we'd get all the way to the boss, and then our friend would come in and like pop in the door and then hurry up and hit the reset button and run off. And it was just like, oh, oh you yeah. son of a, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No, so those no. were. So those are the struggles that most people don't realize that you had to <laughs> not only you got very, very good at repetition and you found shortcuts oh, yeah. and you could almost to the point play some of these early boards blindfolded with your, you know, like I can oh, yeah. probably beat just the, the muscle memory. One. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you jump here, you push here. You Like it's I could do it to this day, I bet, for Mario 3. I bet if you <laughs> gave me a controller and which we do have a couple years ago, we did get the NES like the. The little mini I don't know, the, yeah, the little console mini, yeah, things. Little guy. And, it yeah. had, and it has some of the games. It doesn't have the games that we played off. We did played a bunch of offshoot games. So a lot of yeah. the games that I yeah. played weren't the popular. Like I never played yeah. Zelda. I've never played Zelda in my life. I have no clue what it's like or anything. And uh, some of the other popular games I never played. So I didn't get as much enjoyment out of that, except for, you know, you have your Mario's and we did play a Castlevania and I think that's on there. But yeah. it's a fun little experience with with those games. I would love to talk about my favorite game in the game that honestly I have memories of thinking about it in school. Like I know exactly where it was. I could put myself in the position in third okay. grade thinking about I can't wait to get home so I can play this game. That is Tecmo Super Bowl. The that second sounds about right. Yeah. So there was Tecmo Bowl, which was the first one. And it was kind of like they didn't have all the teams and it was kind of more generic. And okay. it was more just like you guys can play football against each other. Dude, once you got to Tecmo Super Bowl, you were straight up playing a season. They would give, you know, they had all the players' names. I mean, I believe, like, you could win the Super Bowl with, you could play with multiple teams. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was great. It was fantastic. And I remember playing that every day, and I would play with every single team. I officially won the Super Bowl with every single team. And at the time, it was like 28 teams, I think. Oh, geez. Yeah, and I could tell you every player on the teams. I, you know, I figured, you know, I'd break all the records. Like I, I'd keep track <laughs> of my own stuff. I'd be like, all right, this year I ran for X amount of yards or whatever. I'd score a ridiculous amount. It was the game uh, that I just completely mastered, and I think it was it coincided with my whole little sports, you know, ideals uh, right. when I was in school. You know, I was a trading card collector. That was, you know, something I'm sure we'll find here in the wagon. But oh yeah it was easy for me to put names and faces and then I started collecting the card and so forth. But Tecmo Super Bowl was the game that pretty much, I think I got it. Maybe I got it for a birthday. Obviously this game came out like maybe 1990. So like all the players at that point in time weren't on the teams anymore. For the most (laughs) part. Right. You know, but there were enough of them that I'm like, all right. Yeah. You know, Jerry Rice was still a 49er, you know, and the Steelers were all different. I think, I mean, like they had Rod Woodson, (laughs) 
uh, you know, and that one might have been it. But um, and the Steelers were actually bad in that game, which is funny because you don't think of the Steelers being very bad for long. But they were pretty they weren't very good, I guess, in the 90s. Uh, but okay. the 49ers were great. And that was one of my teams. And uh, and Barry Sanders is a running back for the Lions, who was like one of the greatest of all times. And I remember playing with him and and overall very fond memories. Unfortunately, I don't have Tecmo Super Bowl, but I did find um, once again, there's emulators out there. And I did right. find an emulator years ago in which you could actually play Tecmo Super Bowl and they would even update it with the most recent rosters. Oh. So that was that was relatively fun and also stupid because my friend and I created a podcast. And I think I might have talked to you about this once where we simulated the games. It was a fantasy football podcast. It was a parody fantasy football podcast. And we simulated the games. And we would then do commentary on the modern Tecmo with the modern players. Um, and it's on, there are like seven episodes on YouTube somewhere. Uh, so it's, it's stupid and funny, but Tecmo was fantastic. That is awesome. And yeah, you're going to have to find those YouTubes and, and throw some links up on the site for that fun. So what, yeah, l- let me ask I, you, I, I, I got a couple obscure games that I need. I want to know if you, if you ever played. Sure. Do you, re- do you remember playing the game Narc? Oh, absolutely. And I, and I couldn't remember the name of it. I was going to bring it up earlier because that okay. is one of the ones that I absolutely remember us having. And I remember, like, I can picture standing in the middle room, like, at our computer uh-huh. and looking over and you're sitting on the floor staring into the TV playing NARC, where you run around and collect guns and drugs for, like, you're a cop. <laughs> Yeah, against yeah. In, you know, in the war on drugs, against these gangs. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. I would have a clue. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what a narc was. I didn't have a real. Oh I no, you're just running around shooting up. stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a weird. It was a weird flex for for to watch you play that in our house because generally speaking, you know, mom and dad were pretty peaceful folk. Like I remember at various points there being a you're not allowed to have toy guns rules because we don't want to you know whatever, and that kind of fluctuated. And like Star Wars kind of broke the rules because they were laser guns and so it wasn't whatever. But like it was just it's just surreal to think that my kid brother is hurling bullets into people collecting drugs and money. Like it was just hilarious. Yeah, no, yeah, that I remember was a, that, that was a crazy game. Uh I do recall that very very much. Uh now did you ever play the game Kickle Cubicle? That sounds familiar. And I imagine if I saw it, I might remember it, but it's not bringing up anything too specific. Uh, now, here's the thing is, I don't know if we truthfully owned it. I believe I know for a fact I borrowed it from the neighbor and it was more of a puzzle game. And I okay. remember I was getting very frustrated um, on the game. And I ended up, you know, as a, as a kid, you cried when you lost and couldn't figure it out or, or whatever. <laughs> right. And I remember mom getting so mad and screaming, you don't ever cry over video games. And then she took it off me because I was crying. <laughs> over a video game so i do recall right. that's my fondest i couldn't tell you i mean i can picture it somewhat it's like one of those things where you like you feel like you can picture some of it and remember some of it but like right now i'm like i don't i remember yeah. the name i remember the story of me crying and getting in trouble for it but that's as far as i yeah. can remember now but uh, i didn't know if you played that at all and i also had a very strong liking for the wwf wrestlemania video game go figure right yeah. and this was shock yeah <laughs> But I, but the funny thing is, I think I played this before I actually started watching wrestling, 
because this game okay. was so this game was made in 89 so it had your hulk hogan andre the giants and million dollar mans and and so forth right and a honky tonk man which was my favorite on the game which is an elvis impersonator if you're not aware <laughs> i was not aware so, thank you yeah. for clearing that up for us that's the honky tonk <laughs> man uh so but i we somehow got that game like so if we're if we're, it could very well be a very similar time frame. I didn't start watching wrestling until 93. So there could be a, a small overlap, but this was wrestlers that were no longer around in 93. So, gotcha. but I do remember playing the crap out of that game. And then there was another one. Jeez, I think it was, um, maybe it was like a steel cage challenge or something like that. I do remember there was a steel cage and I, we got that years later, but that was far better and a lot, it was a lot more fun to play and it had Bret Hart on it. So uh, that, always is a plus for me and they i remember them instituting their or putting their theme music on there and i thought that was pretty badass um because you know uh any midi style what, what's that what's that term is it midi bit. i think it is eight bit yeah yeah uh, yeah those that's those are always classic and they're great oh yeah bring oh, back yeah. all the memories but for the most part man i i i mean i just covered a whole bunch of games that i remember uh, i don't know if you have any other fond memories or games that you'd like to discuss at this moment in time yeah i mean it sounds super basic but yeah i just played a whole i played a whole bunch of tetris like i played zelda and a bunch of games like that whose names i don't even necessarily remember i remember playing lemmings that was another oh. sort of puzzle puzzle game where you lemmings. you know have different lemmings that do different things and you got to navigate them through or whatever that was That's that was a fun game yeah, I do yeah. remember that game. That was one yeah. of the early games that we had. Uh, it seems to me that would have probably been like a discount game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was good stuff. No, uh, I mean, I played a crap ton of Nintendo, but I guess I just don't remember much of it. <laughs> I guess getting old sucks. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, Castlevania 2 being like my top-notch favorite that I was actually allowed to play. <laughs> And yeah. it was just, just awesome stuff. So Yeah, that was a fun game as well. And, um, you know, I can bust that out and play that every now and then. Uh, I, I never had much of a recollection of playing Punch-Out. I know that's a popular one. I didn't get to play a lot of Punch-Out. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, over the years, I've been able to play more. There was a really fun game called Maniac Mansion, which I don't – we never owned until I played it at my friend's house in high school. Okay. Because uh, we, we did lots of – and like I said, we played Nintendo games forever you know just it didn't matter to us we were just gonna play whatever we wanted to play and have fun right. and uh we set up oh, a yeah. nintendo in my bedroom and uh i believe they were playing contra and they were playing a lot oh, of yeah. these popular games and th that was just what we did after school i think battle toads or whatever um so a couple of my friends would go upstairs and just start playing the nes in my room and we'd all do whatever the heck we wanted to do and and, and so forth but we played this game called maniac mansion which was a it was kind of like an rpg game i guess right uh you know you go around and they give you clues and you have to go you know you have to go find different items and stuff and it was weird and uh i just remember <laughs> you could put a hamster in a microwave and it and it gave you something um i don't know look it up if you ever want a weird game okay. that uh seems it seems like something you and i probably would enjoy uh yeah, that's, but that's that sounds my sounds biggest right. memories but overall i think this episode is uh, a good walk down memory lane, getting people thinking about some of their favorite Nintendo games. I think we would all love to hear uh, some of the obscure games you played. And we've talked for, you know, maybe half an hour. And I, and throughout the talk, I've been trying to find that damn video game that Todd and I were referencing flying in space and finding Easter at Island heads. And, and 
they cannot find it. So if you have that, that is what I want. That's what I want you guys to email me, text me, <laughs> tweet me, whatever. I need that name. Yes, because it is going to drive me nuts. Because I do yeah. remember it, but can't remember the name for the life. Well, so. well, we'll have to yeah. do our searching. That's right. But yeah, that's what we found in the hobby wagon today. I'm going to go ahead and put this back in a nice little, uh, you know, maybe I'll preserve it. I'll put a glass uh, case container around it and we'll have it here in the, uh, the Hersey Museum. <laughs> I like it. That's good. Well, thanks, Eric. Thanks for this this trip down memory lane. That was that was good times. Thank you, listeners, for hanging out with us. And by all means, please let us know all about your gaming memories. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. What the hell okay. would that game be called? I think maybe it was like a number, maybe. Um, NES, Spaceship, Games. And then you would just assume you would type in Easter Ed, Easter. Yeah, I don't think Easter Island heads were actually a part of it that was as prominent or as, like, I don't think that was a major feature. I think it was like an incidental, but it's just one of those things that stuck out in my head. No, well, I mean, but that's the thing is it's probably going to stick out in most people's head, right? So that's eh, why I'm typing that in. Maybe. All right. NES spaceship game. Oh, what the fuck would you, what else could you, you know, call, what would else <laughs> would it be? Hard. <laughs> we're not the first person to ever ever qu- ask this question Todd. i'm gonna tell you that right now well no i'm sure we're not well but we're gonna find it oh, fine. these are but the thing is you can't say greatest i wonder if it's nes spaceship games worst it's definitely not gonna be the best <laughs> these are all under underrated uh so let's see here do this do this nintendo space egg ship see what that gets you because i feel like the ship you're going around in is somewhat like egg shaped and weird all right let's see here solar jet man you're the man <laughs> you are the man <laughs> it is a 100 solar jet man there we go that was, the, and it was, was the it the egg image. that tipped the balance uh, uh you know <laughs> uh, it's a good question here is solar jet man ah oh, that's fucking amazing good for you i would have never yeah i mean I would have never guessed it. I didn't know anything about the egg. So like I just I just like I have vague recollection of the little well, ship that you're running around that's in what it is. was kind and of egg like. Yeah. And you do, and the you funny do this thing weird is, tractor beam thing to pull up the little things and one of the little things was Easter Island heads. And well, I, I'm gonna yeah. tell you right now that there's not on the Wikipedia page the word egg is not even there except for a guy that's named uh, Greg who was a contributor and he has two G's <laughs> in the last name. Yeah, look at that fucking game. You need to look this up because it'll bring back some, it'll trigger some memories. And this sounds to me like this should be a, um, this should be the after credits that we found oh, the yeah. name of it. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>